0: Would you turn with me this uh, evening to our text that we've been looking at for uh, 10 previous sessions, I believe it is. Uh, Romans. Now, I tell you, I want to do it a little different tonight. Go to Luke 6, and I'll just talk about Romans while you get ready to go to Luke 6. If you've not been with us, we've been teaching a series called The Spiritual Man. And we're talking about the difference between being spiritual and being carnal. The difference between being spirit-led and flesh-ruled. And also in this includes the ideas of growing up in God. You know, when we're born again, we're born spiritual babies. And the scripture teaches, well, like First Peter says, as newborn babes... Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And so when you're born again, even though you might be 65 years old on in your physical body, if you just got born again yesterday, well, you're just a day old Amen. inside, so to speak. You're a baby. And uh, uh, just because you've been born again for a length of time doesn't mean you've automatically developed it's possible to have been born again 40 years ago and still be a baby. And that's what's confusing to some people. Growth and development is not automatic. What did he say in that scripture? And was it First Peter 3? I believe it is. Desire the sincere what? Milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Feeding your spirit on the word. And like Timothy says, being nourished up in the words of Faith. Is going to be a big part of your growing. Well if all you ever hear. Is politics. And social reform. And people's opinions. And ideas. And men's traditions. You're not going to grow spiritually. You need to be fed the word of God. You need to feed yourself. Out of the Bible. And then wherever you go to church. And wherever you go to meetings. You ought to get fed. Amen. Can you tell if you get fed spiritually or not? Sure you can. I'll never forget the first time I really started to get fed spiritually. Yeah. Phyllis and I had been married about a year, I think. And uh, we got a hold of some tapes. And uh, actually by Brother Kenneth Copeland. And uh, I began to hear some things about faith. I was born again uh, as a boy and had been in church all my life. But, you know, uh, and no negative reflection on them, Uh, we just didn't know some things. And a lot of times people are preaching everything they know, but uh, it ain't much. And sometimes people say, well, I'm doing everything I know, but they don't know enough to do. And none of us know all that much compared to what there is to know. But, thank God, uh, we're not, you know, as ignorant about these things as we used to be. And I know... uh, sitting on our little couch in our mobile home, listening to my little $20 tape player. Something happened to me. I mean, nobody I knew listened to tapes. i would never heard of such a thing. And I listened to this tape, and when I got through, something felt different on the inside of me. I didn't know in my head what was going on. I didn't even understand half of what he said. But it fed my spirit, yeah. and I began to grow. And looking back now, that was the beginning of my ministry. Amen. I didn't know that then, but I mean, every night after work, I'd come in there and get my little tape player and my little tapes and my Bible, and sit there till bedtime. It's addictive. Yeah. I said, "It's addictive." For the first time, your spirit's being—so your spirit's been starving, yeah. okay. you know. Because uh, all I was hearing before that time was folk hooping and hollering and talking about how the women should dress and, and what the men, sh- how they should dress and what you shouldn't do and just, you know, preaching against stuff. But, you know, we don't just need to preach against stuff. We need to preach for something. Amen. Amen. And thank God for getting you spirit-fed and nourished and and growing up and developing. So when we talk about the spiritual man, that's what we're talking about. Growing up. Developing in him. How many want to grow up? Not just be babies. And not even just be children. Not even just be teenagers spiritually. I want to grow up. Be mature. Amen. But in Luke, the sixth chapter this evening, I want us to talk about. I've been trying to complete this series for the last two or three weeks, and it just keeps growing on me, so we'll be through when we're through. But Luke 6, verse 40, Jesus said this. Luke 6 and verse 40. The disciple is not above his master. Who's the master? Jesus. He's the head of the church, and he's the master. And the are you the, a disciple? Yeah, all of us are. A disciple means a learner, a student, a follower. And all of us are disciples of Christ. We follow Him. And the disciple is not above His master. Now, there immediately people think, well, of course not. I mean, why would he even say that? Well, that's a good question to ask. Why did he say it? We need to think that this goes numerous ways. If he had to deal with it, so will you. Did you get that? People persecuted him. We're not above him. We'll be persecuted. Uh, Sometimes people don't see that side of it. I mean, we're not above our master. If he had to deal with it, we'll have to deal with it. If he had to do it a certain way, we'll have to do it that way. We're not above him. But notice what he went on to say. But what? Everyone. But everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Now, don't read that with glasses of traditional religious coloring. Can we be as our master? If we couldn't, this wouldn't be in here, would it? Can we be as he is? How the scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. First John 2, 6 says, he that says he lives in him or abides in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. What is the thing that we are to aspire to? You know, the Apostle Paul said, "Forgetting those things which are behind, I reach forward, I reach toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the prize? What is the mark? What is the bull'seye? I tell you what it is. It's being exactly like Jesus. I've had people tell me, you know, in an indignant way, "Well, you're just trying to be like Jesus." Yeah, I thought that was the plan. You're trying to act like Jesus. Well, who are you trying to act like? And a lot of times people think, well, you know, how dare you? That's Jesus. He's the son of God and you're a worm. That's tradition. That's not the Bible. Jesus, I mean, his substitutionary sacrifice Is in a class by itself. The virgin born. Sinless. Spotless. Son of God. Nobody else could have paid that price. No other man. But. His life. His ministry. Was not done as God. Did you hear me? He did it as a man anointed with the spirit and therefore his prayer life, his teaching and preaching, his ministry is all an example for us, showing us how you can live, how you can minister. Jesus is my hero. Amen. Amen. And when I grow up, I'm going to be just like him. Amen. Do you believe that? Say it out loud. When I grow up, I grow up I'll, be just like him. I'll be just like him. Now see, the devil will come and say, "Ooh, that's too high. You'll never, this is the commandment, friend. We're told to walk just like he walked. Jesus himself said, the servant's not above his master, but everyone that is perfect will be as. Glory to God. Just like his master. That means I can, I can have a prayer life. Just like Jesus did as he walked the earth. I can have the level of communion that he had with the father. I can live fearless like he did. I can deal with demons and disease and storms and stuff just like he did. I can hear from the father like he did. Is it possible? Is it the Bible? Notice this word, though, that throws people. Everyone that is what? Now, when people hear that, everyone that is perfect, when they hear that, usually somebody will pipe up and go, Well, nobody's perfect. And then you'll get three or four amens. And you get four or five sad but true. (laughs) Ain't nobody perfect. How many times you ever heard that? Nobody's perfect. And yet the scripture calls us to perfection. Doesn't it? One thing that will help us is simply defining the word and seeing the major application. The word perfect literally means complete. It means complete. It means entire. Uh, One definition is fully developed. I like that. Don't you? Fully developed. Does this tie into what we're talking about? And doesn't that make sense that everyone that's a full grown Christian is going to be looking and acting like Jesus? Huh? Thank you, Lord. And if we see somebody that's not looking and acting like Jesus, don't just rule them out. Don't just say, well, you know, you're a bad Christian. They may just be a baby. Right? Right. And they may just need to grow up. And I mean in a few years or a few decades or whatever, they could be a totally different person having grown up. And you know, Jesus said at the end of his ministry, when the disciples said, you know, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And he said, what? Have I been with you all this time? And you don't know me? You hadn't seen me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Glory to God. What's our call? Huh? Be just like him. What would that mean? If you've seen us, you've seen Jesus. Because we think like he does. Talk like he does. Act like he does. (laughs) I can almost feel some folk going, oh, no. Brother Keith, that's too high. I didn't write the Bible. But don't be scared. Be happy. Be glad. Amen. That God thinks this much of us. That he's called us to this kind of development. Amen. Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Now let's put these definitions in and read them like that. Everyone that is complete. Everyone that is fully developed we'll be just like the master we don't claim that we have arrived at full development but we've got to be aspiring to it amen we need a, we don't 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 take any man or woman that you love and respect and set them up as your total example you know what i mean by that any preacher you know including your parents and Christians that you love and respect, anybody, don't take any man or woman and say, yeah, I want to be just like them. No, lift your sights on up higher. (laughs) If you see something in them that you want to be like, it's because to some degree they're like him. Right? That's what you want to be like. Now, if you take any human being and you try to just duplicate them, you're going to wind up duplicating their faults too. Because they all have, we all have them. Don't do that. Thank God for them. Thank God that you see him in them. But lift up your goal higher. Amen? Who are you endeavoring to be just like? Just like the master. Just like him. You get to know him through the word by reading your chapters. So you thought I was going to forget that tonight. Get with it now. There's nobody that doesn't need to read the word. There's nobody that's gotten to the place where you don't need to read your Bible regularly. Serious Christians read the scriptures regularly. Amen. I want you to turn with me, please, to... uh, Colossians, the third chapter, and I want to give you, as time permits, three different things that I believe are important keys, parts, or maybe I should say, important parts of the path to perfection. If you want to do a study on it sometime, it's interesting. There's a lot in the New Testament about perfection and being perfected. And what it has to do with is developing, growing up, becoming mature. Again, tell me, what does perfect mean? It means complete. It means mature. Another word is entire. Complete. Probably one of the most accurate words is complete. Complete. It also means entire. It means fully developed. So let's read it like that. Everyone that is fully developed will be as the master. Now, uh, have you found Colossians? I want us to talk about three major things that the scriptures tell I didn't say this is all there was to it, but three things that stand out to me this evening. That the scriptures tell us are involved in us being perfected. Us being growing up and being a spiritual man, being like the Master. In Colossians three, this is the capstone. Colossians three and verse twelve, Colossians three twelve, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye and above all these things put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. God is love. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh Another way of saying that, love manifested in the flesh. If you walk just like the master, what are you going to look and sound like? Love manifested in the flesh. Love is the bond of perfection. A big key to perfection, uh, there's no such thing as growing up spiritually without growing up in love. Everybody say growing up in love. Now, uh, I keep coming up against this, so let me say it again. When we hear things like this, you know, so many times people have been trained through decades of churchology to just receive all the scriptures with condemnation. You know, i know people, I've dealt with a guy one time, and every time I'd tell him a scripture, he'd go, mm-mm-mm. Whoa boy, we ain't doing that. Woe is me. Kind of sums up the front. And every time he'd find a scripture, woe is me. Oh, boy. Yeah, we ought to be doing that. And that's the way masses of Christians go to church and hear scriptures and go, mm-mm-mm. That's good, but I'm sure we ain't doing it. And just leave and do absolutely nothing about it. And that kind of Christianity produces absolutely no results. We've got to be encouraged when we read the scriptures. Amen. And believe that if we're not doing it, we can do it. If we don't have it, we can have it. Amen. If you're not getting excited when you're reading the Bible, you're not doing it right. Hmm? If all you can find when you read the Bible is something to get condemned about, You are not reading it right. This is exciting. Can I walk in love? Can I have the bond of perfection? Can I develop spiritually? Become more and more like my master every day. Be a lot more like him by the end of this year than I am right now. Huh? Is that exciting? That's wonderful. And that's amazingly good news for your family too. It is (laughs) that you are growing in love. Everybody say "Growing growing in love. See, you develop in this. I mean, it's not something that happens overnight, but it only grows. See, perfecting, perfection is developing. It only happens if you exercise it. But you have to take the opportunities. I mean, if you pass up all the opportunities to exercise, hmm, will you develop physically? No. You cannot. Every time something comes to me, well, how about getting down here on the bench and doing a few presses for us? You say, well, I'll pass. <laughs> Come on, let's walk around the block real brisk. I'll pass. Let's do a few sit-ups. I'll pass. Well, you keep passing <laughs> and you're not going to develop. Well, you got to realize it's exactly the same way when you have an opportunity to walk in love. Hmm? Every time somebody tries your patience, they rub you the wrong way. see, so we got masses of Christians going, well, here's a chance for me to exercise love, but I'll pass. Hmm? This is an opportunity. Let's read these words here again. Kindness. Hmm? How are you ever going to develop in kindness? You have to exercise being kind. Nobody gets wonderful at being kind just because somebody laid hands on them and zapped them. Or they just had an amazing experience in prayer one night and then they were forever the kindest person in the community. Doesn't happen like that. Be nice if it did. You have to exercise. That's not a dirty word. You have to exercise being kind. You have to practice it. But we're having fun now, ain't we? You have to, everybody say, exercise. exercise. Kindness. Kindness. He goes on to say, humbleness of mind, meekness, Long suffering means suffering what? Long. long. <laughs> Putting up with a long time. You know, this is one of the qualities of God that I am the most impressed with. I am absolutely in awe of his patience. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, your patience can be gone out the window, and his is barely begun. He'll say a thing, and it'll come to pass a thousand years later. And he won't get out of faith and cast his confidence away in a thousand years. You're ready to kick somebody out after a week. He'll put up with it for 30 years. Before requiring that they change it or get judged. It's amazing. His patience is amazing. Amen. Of course, he's been exercising it a long time (laughs) with a lot of people. How are you going to develop? Got to exercise. I said, do you know how to exercise long-suffering? Do you know how to exercise? (laughs) Some of you are looking at me like, I wish you'd (laughs) preach something else tonight. (laughs) Hey, this is it. You might as well enjoy it. This is it. You want to grow up, don't you? You want to be like your master, don't you? This is it. Exercise. How do you exercise long-suffering? You feel like saying, I've had it. I've had it. Now that's enough. You feel like everything in you feels that way. You want to say it. But now here's where you grow or you don't. Hmm. If you want to grow beyond where you are, you have to stretch. I mean, if you want to get stronger physically, you can't just lift weights that you can easily lift. You got to let them load the bar. Hmm? Yep. And you have to exert and push and push beyond what you used to be able to do. Well, the same thing. You have to, you know, don't just take it as something to be offended about. Take it, go, I can handle this. I'm strong enough to deal with this. That's right. Yeah, I'm just going to let this stretch me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I used to, by this time I'd have been ranting and raving, you know, five years ago. But I can handle it. And your head and your flesh is going, oh, I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more. You just smile and pull it back and be kind. And long. so, And I mean, your head is screaming, slap them, slap them. (laughs) And you just smile and go, that's all right. We'll work it out. (laughs) And your flesh is feeling like, no, we won't. No, we won't. (laughs) I've had it with you. How are you going to develop? You must exercise kindness. (laughs) Can you do it? Oh, help, Lord. Hmm? Let me tell you where the first place you practice this. (laughs) At home. Huh? Huh? With your spouse. That's right. <laughs> and if you went, did you hear him? If you did that, you're not listening. <laughs> Take some good counsel right here, right now. Do not try to hear for other people. Amen. You're not the Holy Ghost. Amen. And there ain't no Holy Ghost police. Police. They're supposed to go around and make sure everybody does what they're supposed to do. People look around and go, where's so-and-so? They ought to be here. They need to hear this. (laughs) Well, guess who is here? (laughs) Don't you think God knew who was going to be here? (laughs) You're here. And I'm here. This is for us. Everybody say, "This this is for me. See, don't try to hear for other people. I know uh years ago, I talked for a week on walking in love every day, you know, hour better talking about walking in love at the end of the week. We're doing this all week. A lady caught me going out in the hall and she said, oh, I'm so glad, you know, you've been a teaching on this, but uh the thing you hadn't got into and I can't understand, you know, all these people have not been walking in love with me. And you didn't tell me how to get them to walk in love with me. I said, Sister, you've missed the whole deal. You need to work on you walking in love. Huh? Amen. That went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, i praise the Lord. Everybody say exercise. exercise. Now, see, is this a wonderful thing? That was too weak. We want to be like Jesus. We want to grow up. We want to be matured. We want to be complete. How do you get there? The bond of perfection is love. How do we develop in this love? You have to take the opportunities. Amen. I know a fellow who's a a very senior and learned man of God. He got up in his church one time and he said, I want to thank God for sister so-and-so. And when he said it, half the crowd jaw dropped because she was annoying. I mean, she was one of the biggest problems in the church, caused more problems, caused more difficulty than anybody else in the whole church. And they looked at him like, you've got to be kidding me. He said, I thank God for it. He said, my prayer life has developed this past year. <laughs> he said, I'm closer to God. He said, "I, my faith is stronger. My love, walk- I thank God Amen. for Sister So-and-Seth. <laughs> <laughs> so is a mature way of thinking. Is that's not a baby way of thinking, that's a mature way of thinking. And how are you going to develop? I mean think about it. We got the helmet of salvation. We got the breastplate of righteousness, got our loins gird up with the truth, got our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, sword of the spirit. Now wouldn't it be something if you're all dressed up and nothing to deal with? No, you're all dressed up now. And here's some stuff to deal with. And we become strong by, you know, not problems. Now listen, problems don't make you strong. Did you hear me? Some folks been saying that. Quit saying that. Well, God sent these problems on me to make me strong. No, he didn't. Problems don't make you strong. There's a lot of people are destroyed in problems. It's happening all over the planet. Problems are an opportunity to develop. But you don't have to develop in a problem. You can just be overcome. And the enemy does not plan on you being developed with this problem. (laughs) He didn't attack you so you could grow. (laughs) He wants to take you out. But the good news is greater is he that's in you then he that's in the world and God is so big and so smart, he can take what the enemy meant to destroy you with and you can use it as something to practice on and to overcome and get stronger on. Amen. No, God doesn't send problems to develop you. You don't even have to believe for the trial of your faith. You won't even have to make any confessions or believe for it. The world is full of the curse and devils and crazy people. It'll come. The question is, do you know how to deal with it? Are you an overcomer? Thank you for that one amen. I said, that's a good place for you to say something. Are you an overcomer? I'm an overcomer. What does that mean? I come over the stuff. It doesn't get me down. It doesn't come over me. I come over it. Amen. Amen? Amen. More than a conqueror. So love is the bond of perfection. Go back to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter four, talking about being made perfect, being made complete, fully developed. And a big part of it is practicing love. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians four, verse 11. He, God gave some apostles... He gave some prophets, this is Ephesians 4.11. He gave some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the what? Do we need the ministry gifts? Yeah, we do. They help to develop us, don't they? For the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a what? a perfect or a fully developed, a complete man in Christ to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What does that mean? Grow up to be just like him. Amen? Is it possible? Not only is it possible, it's happening. It's happening with us. Amen? We are growing up. We're not going to stay babes. Amen. We're becoming increasingly like him. Verse 14. That we what? We henceforth be what? No more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Are babies unstable? Yeah. yeah, they don't know. You know, you. I feel for people. It's sad. I mean, you see cases where maybe the pastor had an affair and the church split and went belly up. And sometimes you'll see a lot of baby Christians that just quit God, you know, over something like that. Just quit God. Well, you know, that's foolish. God didn't fail them. Did he? No. A man failed them or lied, or stole, or whatever the deal was. People can let you down. You ought to know that. It can be disheartening and disappointing, but you ought not just fall off your chair and think I ain't going to serve God anymore. That's right. But babies are not strong and they're not stable. If you're stable and you've grown up some, bless God, you're going to follow God no matter what anybody does. If everybody goes crazy and gets into sin and does stupid stuff, you're still going to pray just like you did yesterday. going to read your Bible just like you did yesterday. You're going to be led of the Spirit and obey God just like you did yesterday. Because he didn't change. He hasn't failed you. But babies are unstable. And they get tossed around. Every new doctrine that comes down the pike, they're going to swallow it. It's like baby birds in the nest. Every time the mama shakes the branch, ah, they got their eyes closed, mouth wide open, whatever comes, they're going to swallow it. <laughs> I don't swallow everything, do you? I don't just swallow everything that anybody says. I want to know where the scriptures are at. Where's the scripture? Where's the verse? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. There are deceivers out there. That's right. People that's supposed to be preachers. Right. People say, ah, it's awful. Well, it's that way in every area. You got doctors that are crooks, lawyers that are crooks, politicians that are crooks, and preachers that are deceivers. That doesn't mean all of them are bad. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, well, you know, I used to go to church and I used to tithe and give and then that preacher messed up like that and I just ain't done it no more. Well, you forsook God. You didn't just cut yourself off from a man. You've quit him. And people use it as an excuse, don't they? The thing is, they just, their commitment's not there. They want to be carnal. They don't want to commit to God and they just use that. As an excuse, don't tell me that in this whole big wide earth, you can't find a church you can hook up with. Don't tell me over the whole earth, you can't find some ministers you can believe in. Don't tell me. I mean, I've gone all, all over the place and there's a, there's people that's goofed up, but there's a lot of good people out there. Amen. Amen. There's people that have lied and stolen offerings and done all, you know, ran off with the piano player in the building fund. But there's people that's been rock solid for 50 years. Right. Sacrifice. A lot of good people out there. So somebody starts talking that stuff, say, look, you know, if you want to not serve God, just don't do it. But don't blame it on somebody else. Right. There's plenty of good works to support. There's plenty of good things happening in the earth. Amen. He said, but verse 15, what? But what? Speaking the truth. truth, Jesus said, thy word is truth. Speaking the word, speaking the truth, how? In In love. What's going to happen? May grow up. Grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. What's going to cause us to grow up? exercising, walking in love, and speaking the truth in love. It's going to cause you to grow, going to cause you to develop. And that brings me to number two. I only have three, so don't get scared. And I intended to spend most of the time on this first one here because it's number one. Number two, uh, a key to developing and becoming mature. Just go to James and I'll, uh, I'll read the scripture before I tell you. It's what we've already been saying here. James chapter 3, verse 2. We're talking about growing up and being like the master. Everyone that is perfect, complete, fully developed will be as the master. 3, 2 of James. He said, in many things we offend, or we might say miss it. All of us have missed it many things. If any man offend not, in what? In word, the same is a perfect, mature, fully developed, complete man and able also to bridle or to control the whole body. It's not possible to develop and grow up in God without developing in love. Nor is it possible to grow up and develop In God without developing in controlling your mouth. I don't think that we really have the revelation of how God has created us. He's created us speaking spirits, made in His own likeness and image. He is a speaking spirit. He created all that we see and know by believing in himself and speaking faith-filled words and he's created light and the earth and the heavens and the universe we're his children we're to be imitators of god his dear children that's how we're to operate amen by believing something in our heart and speaking it with our mouth that's how we're born again right the greatest miracle well, everything else in life is going to be lesser than that. And it's going to operate by the same principle. That's why you call that car paid for. Amen. 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 And expect chunks to come in, pay it off. You don't have to have a clue how. Speak it, release your faith. Amen. Well, I just don't know how it could happen. Quit talking like that. Just say it. Did you get this? If a man doesn't miss it in what he says, he's a perfect man and able to control his whole body. You can develop in your words to the point you can speak to your organs and say, Kidney, now you function like you're supposed to. Kidney, you be normal. Lung, you be clear in Jesus' name and you function normally. Did the scripture say you can control your whole body with your words? But now here's the thing. It's not just saying it. It's believing what you say. That's why people say, ah, you know, phew, that's ridiculous. Think you're just going to say something and somebody's going to come run and hand you some money. That's just ridiculous. Well, it ain't going to work for them. <laughs> It, it's not hocus pocus, abracadabra in the name of Jesus. It's not knowing the right thing to say. It's not mechanical. It's not push this button and pull this lever and this falls out. It's not mechanical. It's you developing faith in your words. Amen. Things don't come to pass that people say because they don't believe that what they say is coming to pass. Mark eleven twenty three. what does it say? Whoever will say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe what? What Believe that those things that he said, didn't say believe what God said. Yes, you must believe what God says, but you must also believe what you say. Now, the way you will develop in this, I haven't digressed. Now, this is how you grow up spiritually. The way you'll develop in this is something the Lord said to me years ago. He said, Keith... Become more selective and you'll become more effective. Amen. What does it mean? Become more selective in what you say. Because when you just talk and you don't believe what you're saying, you're hurting your faith. And people talk like this all the time. Well, you know, whew, I'm so tired. I just think I'm going to die. Well, I guess we'll just have to do the best we can and we may not make it. I don't know. We'll just try, but we may not make it. What if everything you said came to pass? Hmm? What if you're driving down the road and somebody makes you mad? You said, I wish you'd just get off the road and their car flipped off the road. You'd have to be more careful with that mouth. So that's ridiculous. That's how God is. When He says it, it happens. You say yeah but that's God and you ain't I'm his kid and so are you. He's endeavoring to teach us to operate like him. Amen. Amen? How are we going to grow up in this? We got to be selective in what we say. If you can just remember this one thing, what if everything that came out of your mouth happened? If you can keep this in front of you night and day, day after day, you'll begin to develop because there's a lot of things you'll quit saying. And when you quit saying things you don't believe, you'll begin to put more faith in what you do say. Did you hear me? See, some people have the idea, well, if I'll just throw enough confessions out there, maybe one of them will hit. You know, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe a better chance with more numbers. People do that with prayer. You know, if I just throw enough prayers out there, maybe one of them will get answered. When you pray and don't get results, it hurts your faith. When you say things and it doesn't happen, it hurts your faith. More selective and more effective. Are you with me? How are you going to keep this in front of you? Tell me now. How can you develop in this? How are you going to keep this in front of you? Think this way. Think this way. What if everything I said happened? Hmm? If you can keep that in front of your mind, it'll help you. Before you get out of here. Boy, you could be in such a different place in a few months if you'll do this. Glory to God. Say out loud. My faith works. works. I I believe in my heart. I say with my mouth. And it, comes to pass. and it comes to pass. Amen. Amen. we rule and reign in life, you see, like in Christ Jesus. We operate in the principles of faith in God. Whew. Somebody said, well, it hadn't been working for me because you hadn't been believing what you say. That's right. But if you would grow and trim and purge your conversation of things you don't believe, over time, your faith would rise in what you say. I mean... I know people sometimes might think I'm strange, but you couldn't beat me and get me to say certain things over my life because I believe in the power of my words. I've been working on it for decades now. Did you hear me? I believe that what I say happens for me. Amen. I mean, just in the last few months in the church, have you seen it? We got up and we said miracles in the brain. What happened? We got it. We said extra money. What happened? Now, what's happening? (laughs) And it ain't just me. It ain't just my faith. You believe this. You're believing this with me. We are developing in this. Mm, This is exciting. (laughs) I said, Ooh, this is exciting. This is how Jesus developed to the place where he'd just look at the wind and waves and say, You lay down. And it would. He'd look at a disease and say, disease, get out of that body. Obey me. i say, yes, but that's Jesus. He's our example. He's showing us how to do it. Didn't he say, if you believe on me, the works I do, you will do. Even greater works because I'm going to the Father. But you've got to understand how he did it. He did it with his faith. He did it with his words. And how many understand Jesus did not talk a bunch of junk? Did he? He didn't talk a bunch of trash that he didn't believe. He didn't say all kind of phrases and all kind of junk that he didn't expect to come to pass. When he said it, it had substance to it. Treat your words as valuable. Treat them as creative releases. What if everything you said came to pass? Hmm? And if you keep that in front of you, you'll begin to get to the place where more and more of what you're saying is coming to pass. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? And finally, go to uh, James. You were there in James, the third chapter. Just turn back to the, the first chapter. Whoo, glory. I would have come just to hear that. <laughs> Man, I like that. I'm gonna be thinking about that all night long. Mmm, 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 mmm. Mmm. Glory. Man, that's good. James 1. He said, Verse 2, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers trials and temptations. What do you say? Whoo, hallelujah. It's a chance for me to work out. Chance for me to develop. Why? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her what? Perfect. See, complete work that you may be so that you could wind up what? Perfect, complete fully developed what is completion perfect and entire wanting nothing that's blessed I said that's blessed wanting lacking nothing I I preached myself happy tonight (laughs) glory to God The third thing. How are we going to grow up? How are we going to become mature? How are we going to become like the master? We're going to exercise love. We're going to watch our mouth. Ephesians says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But just that which is good to the use of edification or edifying or building up that it may minister grace to the hearers. Said out loud, everything that comes out of my mouth mouth blesses the hearer. Blesses the hearer. Hmm? How much? Everything. Now come on, I didn't just make that up. The scripture said, let no zero, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But that we might say, just that, only that, which is good. To the use of edifying, just what builds people up. I mean, boy, if you practice this, you could never run somebody down. Could you? You could never verbally abuse somebody or run them down or tear them down or talk bad about them make them feel bad. Even if it was true. If it's not going to build them up, you can't say it. Now, sometimes God will rebuke you. He'll reprove you. He'll tell you things that ain't so nice about yourself. But if you'll just stay with him, time he gets through with you, you'll be built up. Amen. Amen. He'll show you what's wrong, but he'll show you what to do about it. And before you get through, you'll be built up. Can you say amen? Now, here's a third major key to this. Practicing love, watching our words. And thirdly, understand you don't just try this for a day or two. Hmm. You let what? Patience. Have her perfect and complete work. If we don't get it all right by the afternoon, we just hang in there. Amen. If we say some dumb stuff that we don't believe is gonna to come to pass, we repent and we watch our mouth closer the next day. Amen. And we stay after it. And we stay after it. And we stay after it. Amen. We say the chunks are a coming. And if we don't see all the chunks by next week, we're unmoved. Amen. I said we're unmoved. Amen. We let patience have its perfect, we just stay after it. Stay. There's some things I've been believing God for, for years. There's some things that have just come to pass in this year that I believe God for, for ten years. Amen. Well, ten years going to pass anyway. Yes. <laughs> and if you're not believing for anything and all of it comes to pass... I'd rather shoot for the sun, moon, and stars and get half of it than shoot for nothing and get all of it. (laughs) Put your faith on something and stay with it. Stay with it. It's happening. And if we don't see it all by the end of the night, patience. We're going to let patience have its perfect work in our life. We're going to keep on preaching and singing and confessing and saying and praying. And tomorrow and the next day and the next week until patience has her perfect work. And we are perfected and made complete and entire. And we just look up and go, God, I can't even think anything I want right now. You've just done so much for me. I just am so blessed. I just want nothing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet and praise the Lord. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We thank you because you're so, so faithful. Thank you, Lord. You're so faithful. Thank you, Lord. You're so faithful, so faithful, so faithful. What a good, 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 good God you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just had it in my heart that somebody here needs to say this, so we'll all say it together. The devil has told some individuals that uh, they'll never be okay again. I mean, that this thing that's happened in their life, that they'll never really get over it. You know, you'll never get back to the carefree, you know, person that you used to be. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. But you're going to have to believe and say something with your mouth different than what you've been thinking and yielding to. I want you to close your eyes. And a few people specifically need this. Everybody, we're going to say it together. Say out loud. My past is the past. It's gone And should be forgotten. The future is the best. The greatest is just ahead. I will not live in the past. I will not let past mistakes, past experiences hold me down or hold me back. I'll not be scarred for life. I'll not, changed, I'll not be changed, unfixable. unfixable. I, will be, I will be, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name freer, freer, than, freer I've than I've ever been, been. happier, happier more, full more full of joy than I've, than I've ever been. Than I've been. been. Life will be, Life will be better, be better, 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 than better than it's ever been. In Jesus' name. name. Now, thank God for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The devil's a liar. I said, the devil's a liar. I don't care what you did. I don't care what happened. It's not bigger than God. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries